Welcome to the Essay for FA's Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we'll talk about a retirement reform in the UK that seems to be in dire need of further reform. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. The British government enacted pension reforms five years ago that apparently revolutionized the retirement landscape in the UK. This, according to several reports I've seen. Well, the US could certainly use a retirement revolution too. Intrigued, I took a look at what some of this entails, with my primary source being a new report from the Association of British Insurers titled Five Years On, Future-Proofing the Freedoms. I know this sounds a tad awkward to Yankee ears, but the apparent meaning is, five years after the enactment of major retirement reform, how can we tweak things to further enhance the new freedom and flexibility now on offer? That, of course, would be a horrible title, but that, in any case, is the gist of the report. Now, I do not know the ins and outs of the British retirement system, so some of the names and ideas were alien to me. But Americans and Brits share a common tongue, so I was able to learn a few things I didn't know. However, there are subtle differences in American versus British English, and one of them is telling. Apparently, whereas Americans use the term plan for a 401k or similar workplace savings, the British use the word scheme, which has a negative connotation in U.S. English, which is why politicians routinely declare their opponents' plans as schemes. For example, when George W. Bush proposed reforming Social Security in a manner that would allow workers to invest a portion of their Social Security taxes in the stock market, his opponent Al Gore labeled the idea a risky scheme about a million times. To my shock and dismay, the British retirement revolution looks like a risky scheme indeed. There may be 1,000 improvements to the UK retirement system, but one aspect of the reform is all wet. That's British English for completely wrong. That one provision of the 2015 reform allowed Britons unrestricted access to their workplace retirement funds as early as age 55. The theme of these reforms was pension freedom. Apparently, the rules were quite restrictive beforehand. For example, there is no longer a requirement to purchase an annuity for lifelong income with the retirement money. Under the new rules, Britons were told they were now free to spend, save, and invest as they wanted. But one of the results of this newfound freedom, five years on, according to the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, is that middle-class Britons have been withdrawing their retirement funds, most commonly at rates of 8% and over. Fully 40% of withdrawals have been at these unsustainable rates. 
That is a freedom that definitely requires future-proofing. The report cites the controversial 4% rule as a rule of thumb for retirement withdrawals, adding that British authorities prefer 3.5% as a safe rate. So not only are huge and growing numbers of Britons withdrawing at more than twice the amount considered safe, but they're using their newfound freedom to do so as early as age 55. But wait, it gets worse, much worse. Most of the retirement funds that have been accessed have been fully withdrawn. In other words, people are not just taking out a few thousand quid, they're emptying their workplace retirement plans. And most of the people taking full withdrawals are in the age bracket of 55 to 64, precisely the age where people need to save hardest for the years ahead. The report lacked a lot of information I'd have wanted to see to understand this trend. What are people using the withdrawn funds for? Is it that they lost their jobs and needed the money for survival? Or are they remodeling their homes and taking vacations? In any event, I think there are takeaways here. The most recent U.S. pension reform was last year's the SECURE Act, which moved in a far more beneficial direction. The U.S. law facilitates the offering of annuities in corporate retirement plans, and it requires retirement plans to project monthly income streams from savings. In short, its purpose is to encourage savings and to encourage lifetime income. The intent of the British law, in contrast, was to remind people that their money was theirs and they could do with it as they wish. It's all about freedom, including the freedom to shoot yourself in the foot. And that brings me to the following conclusion. I'm all for freedom, as in political liberty, but life teaches us that we need certain kinds of restraints, certain kinds of rules. Chances are, the music you love sounds good because its composer adhered to the rules of a diatonic scale, such as the Ionian mode or C scale. And one means of acquiring this sort of restraint is the use of financial advice. Indeed, that appears to be the biggest recommendation of five years on future-proofing the freedoms. The new law contained an advice service, but take-up has been low. I quote, More work is needed to help customers understand in-retirement decisions, especially how much to withdraw. I'll say. Another recommendation of the report Make risk warnings mandatory if defined benefits scheme members ask for a transfer. You can say that again. So ironically, the report calls for the use of financial advice to keep people from misusing their freedoms. Until British authorities adopt these recommendations, the 8% plus rule in the UK will carry on with known undesirable consequences. Freedom is good, but freedom with responsibility is even better. It's good to get advice. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.